Welcome to the Plan Vision Podcast, where we share simple, straightforward investment and planning ideas for normal people. The description in this podcast is for informational purposes only. Do not construe this as personal tax, financial, or legal advice for your situation. Hello, Mark Sorrell with the Plan Vision Podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to discuss how much exposure should you have to one stock, one share? This one is so tricky. Mark, this isn't going to be yet another podcast where you say, well, it depends. I don't do that all the time. I give a lot of specific answers, particularly in my, the meetings that I have with our clients. But yes, this is going to be one of those podcasts. How did you end up getting that one stock? Well, many people just bought it. They made the right call. They bought the crazy stock that exploded and it's taken off. And now it's just a huge part of their portfolio. But that's not typically, in my experience, how people do it. Most people have earned the stock or received the stock as part of the compensation from the company that worked for they work for. Though this is not always the case, it's typically for many technology companies. That's why a lot of these people go to work for these firms. They want the stock more than anything else. They want to get the payoff. And so the risk with the stock, in case it's not obvious, is that an individual stock, an individual holding can be a lot more volatile than the broad markets. You can have tremendous returns, but you can also lose a significant amount of money or or the stock can perform horribly and the value of your worth can go down. Many people would be aware of Enron, uh, a case here in the States in the early 2000s, high-flying stock, got a lot of publicity, a lot of attention, and the whole thing was fraudulent. But there were many people, a lot of the employees that had loaded up on the stock to the employee stock purchase plan, their 401k, and it just crashed, became worthless. The company that I worked for, I worked for Valak, which was owned by AIG. And in 2008, AIG was at the forefront of the financial collapse and the stock completely, you know, collapsed. I actually didn't own any of it. I I didn't have it in my 401k plan. But there were many of the folks that I work with that had a significant portion of their 401k in AIG stock. So let's go through these. I'm going to do these on a point-by-point basis. Some considerations for the for the for how much exposure you should have to one stock and i'm going to start with number one and that's that i don't have a specific number it's not just 35 percent or 18 percent or 10 percent or 25 percent i wouldn't use or i would try to avoid necessarily in, in in my practice having a specific percentage of your net worth You can do this, and I think it can work in some cases, but man, it can be misleading. I mean, what if your net worth is quite large? Then having a saying, well, I'll only have 10% of my portfolio or 15 or 20%, it's just not necessary for somebody with an extremely large net worth. Conversely, somebody with a very small net worth, I think they have a lot less at risk if they have a significant amount of their portfolio in a company stock, particularly because those people are typically younger and they're growing their net worth and saving. And second consideration, and this might be something obvious, what's your expectation for this stock? Is this stock, do you have your future bundled in the thing? Is it going to provide the payoff, the wealth for you forever, for you and your family? And in light of this, if that's what your expectations for this, are you willing to hold on to this thing until it either delivers or if it fails and you'll just do something else? So if you're banking on the stock 
that's providing your future, you could certainly go a lot more than 35%, 60, 70, 80, 90%. If it's okay with you, if it fails, because you want the payoff. Third consideration, where are you at in life? What is your age? Are you young? Do you have time to recover from your loss? Well, you can take a lot more risk. You can have that stock be a much bigger percentage of your overall portfolio. Well, what if you're not so young anymore? You've got a house to pay for. You've got a family that you're raising, trying to get your kids off through college or whatever's important to you. Then the, the exposure to that stock can be a lot more damaging to, to your life, to personal relationships. You will, by selling it and you know, moving into the broad markets, you're going to introduce a lot more stability to you and your family. More risk by keeping it. Fourth consideration, do you want to have to keep working if it fails? How important is that to you? Maybe. If you're okay with this, if you're okay with continuing to work, then you can, take, you can have more of it. You can take on more risk. If, on the other hand, you want to move into financial independence or retirement or whatever you call it next, then you're going to want to reduce your exposure to that stock. If it's already provided you, if what it's worth has already gotten you pretty close to the point where you don't necessarily need to work. So how you view work is a consideration in this as well. Another consideration, do you have other guaranteed assets like pensions or properties or inheritances? If you have those in your plan, you can have more exposure to that individual stock. Another consideration, and this, is, this might be the biggest one, at least as I talk with, with, with people, is if you sell that stock today, if it represents 40, 50, 60% of your portfolio, if you sell it or liquidate a significant portion of it, does this act give you enough financial security at that time? And if that's why you own the thing, or if that's primarily why you own it, that will make the decision much easier just to sell the stock. You can cash in and know that you're going to have stability for the remainder of your life. You can sell enough to meet your goals. And that enough can vary depending upon where you live, what your lifestyle is like, what your future expenses are going to be. For some people, that enough is, could be a few hundred thousand dollars. For others, it's going to need to be four or five million dollars. Here's another interesting consideration about the stock, but it's there with most people, and this impacts when they decide to sell it, whether or not they should sell it. How bad is the regret of selling a stock that continues to perform while going to haunt you? Will it eat at you if you sell it? And then it goes on to grow by 10 more, 10x. That's just going to bother you. Can you accept that you made the right decision for your life regardless of how much wealth you ultimately walked away from, because you didn't know when you sold that what was going to happen. And it's so easy to look back at these decisions and say, oh, man, I should have just sold. I should have just held on to it. Or I should have just sold it. So what's the right amount? I am actually going to give you a percentage. If all else fails, just pick a percentage, I guess, in this case. And I do believe that around 15 to 25% is typically a good number to target. Again, there are all these other considerations that are important to how you view your situation if you happen to be in this spot. Um, but I can still have a, a fallback position of anywhere to 15 to 25% is not a bad place to end up if you just need to have a number to target. Thank you for listening to the Plan Vision Podcast. 
Let us know if you have any questions or comments on the topics covered.